hearing um, about Katie. Um, and uh, today we're going to be speaking about the power, the power of the resurrection. And um, man, what a crazy, crazy thing it is to actually study this out in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, just to look up resurrection. I, I want to encourage you to do that. Look up rise, resurrection, risen. Just do a word search on that. And specifically do a word search on what the resurrection does for us yeah. as Christians. Yeah. And, um, and we're going to kind of break down this one passage of scripture today. Uh, it's a piece of a scripture. And it's, it's basically from Paul. Paul, one of the greatest Christians, I, I believe, of all time. Uh, it's, it's hard to challenge that. Paul was an amazing uh, disciple of Jesus. He was also a terrible persecutor of Jesus. But he says something in Philippians. He says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. And when you look at this and you know who Paul is, you, you're struck with two questions that you have to ask yourself. And the first question is, doesn't Paul know Christ? Doesn't he know Christ? I mean, he was in Arabia for three years hanging out with Jesus. He saw the resurrected Christ. He knows things that no one else knew. He wrote stuff the apostles didn't write about. He saw the third heaven. He was in paradise. He was wrapped up. He was the only one other than John the apostle to see Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, not in bodily form, but in glorified form. He was blinded, literally, by Jesus, and he knew Christ intimately. And this guy is saying, I want to know Christ. And I'm asking myself, well, then what, what about me? <laughs> what do I need to know about Christ? You know, and then he asks, he says something else. He says, I want to know the power of the resurrection. And I'm thinking, don't we know the power of the resurrection already, Paul? Isn't the power of the resurrection the fact that we can believe that Jesus is the Son of God? He proved it. I mean, you know, if Cody and I, come up here, Cody. If you would, thank you so much for his help. If Cody and I are preaching, right? You preach, bro, preach. Just get into it. Start acting it out. Preaching. Jesus. <laughs> preaching right and, and then both of us do this we die okay but then Cody rises from the dead <laughs> who are you going to believe me you're going to believe Cody give it up for Cody <laughs> guys the Lord blessed me I left this at church last week, and as I went down, I found it. God is powerful, the power of the resurrection. Okay, um, but thinking about the fact that, yes, isn't the power of the resurrection already displayed? In such a powerful way. The beginning of Christianity, there would be no Christianity if someone didn't rise from the dead. Mark my words, there'd be no 
Christianity, if someone didn't rise from the dead, what we believe is powerful and it's crazy. And yeah, we're in America and most people sort of kind of believe in the resurrection. But if you went to an, you know, an Asian country or places where Christ is not known, you said that someone rose from the dead bodily, resurrected, not in spirit, not to nirvana, not to, you know, you know, another another life, you know, incarnation. None of that. We're talking about a bodily resurrection. They think you're crazy. Isn't the power of the resurrection already displayed in the church? And Paul says, as he's started many churches, as he preached the message of resurrection, I want to know the power that's at my disposal because of Christ's resurrection. And then I ask myself, well, well then what do I know about the resurrection? There's a power I don't know about. And I want you to think for a second that you don't know much about Christ as you think you know. Don't think you know Jesus. Don't think you figured him out because you haven't. And that's encouraging for people that are just seeking God because you're like, I don't know much about Christ either. And I'm saying, amen, bro, I'm with you. 22 years I've been following Jesus and I'm in an ocean of depth. You realize, guys, that we know a bit more about the solar system than our own ocean? There's parts of the ocean we have never entered, and there's parts of Jesus you've never entered. And there's parts of the resurrection power that you don't know about. And here I am, an ignorant fool, trying to tell you about this resurrection. I'm going to do the best I can today in 30 minutes. And so the first thing I want to encourage you with is that there's so much more to learn. Never settle on your relationship with Jesus. Never think, oh, I know that scripture. I don't need to turn there. Oh, I know about Jesus. Yeah, he rose from the dead. I know about Hades and how he went down and preached in the prison long ago to the people of Noah. I know that scripture. And I know Jesus. I mean, he served the poor. And he, you know, he, he fed the hungry and he healed the blind. You don't know Jesus because to know Jesus is more than just book knowledge, church. And that's not what he was talking about. Paul knew theologically who Jesus was. He wanted to experience knowing Christ. Have you experienced knowing Christ lately? You know that moment when you're just humble and you're serving someone and it's uncomfortable? And it's like you see Jesus for a second and you're like, wait, I think Jesus was here. He was with me right now. This is what Jesus must have felt like when he did that and did this. You know, the first thought is, I want to know Christ. And that's got to be our ambition, church. More than, I want to be a great family group leader. Or I want to just stop this sin in my life. Although all those are great ambitions. Or I want to be a great Christian. 
Who cares about being a great Christian? Get to know Christ. To know Christ. That's got to be our ambition. Make a decision this Easter. I'm going to explore Christ. And not just explore him from a head knowledge way, but from a heart experiencing way. Because that's what Paul was talking about. I want to know Christ. You know, I can read the book of John thousands of times and still be in awe. The first time I read the book of John, I was in awe. And the thousandth time I've read the book of John, I'm in awe. How could he talk like that? Why could he say that? How did he make that decision? I'm still baffled by John 13, that he washed the disciples' feet. Are you kidding me? That guy did a slave's job. God did a slave's job. Have you ever touched brother's feet? Have you ever touched brother's feet that were out in the desert walking with blisters? Have you ever done that? But then our Lord is touching feet. And Peter was like, you will never touch my feet. Peter was uncomfortable with him. He says, you can't even know me if you don't let me touch your feet. You can't even know me. And you now know I'm your teacher and Lord, and rightfully so, you should call me that. Go and do likewise. Experience me. That's how you'll know me. By washing people's feet. And I'll tell you what, he's not just talking physically. I can wash someone's feet. I've done it before with the brothers. You know, hey, let's wash the feet and it's, it's humbling for both parties. I've done it before, and, but I've also done it figuratively speaking. And that's so much greater. I want to encourage you guys. I want to know Christ. Do I know Christ? Yes, I do. Amen? That's why we're here. But no, I confess, no, I don't know Christ. And Share that confession with me and be someone who's exploring and getting to know Christ. Amen? Amen. The book of John, they call the ego gospel. That's kind of cool, right? The ego gospel. I went to the Bronx Zoo and I saw a bald eagle. A bald eagle, as I call it sometimes. It was so amazing. And this eagle can look direct, it's got the eyesight where it can look directly into the sun and not like get blinded. Can go straight up. And the book of John is the ego gospel because it's one of the most deepest of all the gospels about Jesus. It can look directly into the sun and not be blind. And so the gospels and the epistles, but experiencing this, is truly how we get to know Christ. Amen? Amen. You know, what does it mean to know Christ? First John, I thought about this scripture. We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says I know him but does not do what he commands is a liar and the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, his love for God, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live 
as Jesus did. Or walk as Jesus did. So I want to encourage you, church. Tread the trod, right? That Jesus walked. You know, another scripture, we just, we just mentioned this, and we're not going to go through the whole passage, but you can write it down, study it later. What's he say? Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, no servant is greater than his master, nor messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that, I know, now that you know these things, You'll be blessed if you do them. To experience Christ in the service. To experience Christ by loving your enemy. To experience Christ by getting persecuted and having false things said about you. Experiencing Christ by getting rejected when you speak the gospel to people. I've become more like Christ when people have been rude to me. Then when people have said, you're so great, Glenn. Thank you so much. You know, that's one of the reasons why I love the ministry. It's because I get to see Christ. That's why I love ministry. Even though I'm not, when I wasn't full-time in the ministry or, or what do you want to call it, on staff. I love the ministry. I remember being, you know, serving coffee. And amen for all those coffee baristas out there. I was one. A terrible one, that is, but I did a good job sometimes. And I just wanted to get out so bad from my job and go share my faith. I wanted to get out so bad and, and go do ministry. And someone said, told me what the, what the full-time paid staff ministry was. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. Wait a minute, you, don't, you can just be like Jesus and help people all day long? Yes. I was like, sign me up. Sometimes, though, now, 22 years later, I'm like, sign me off. <laughs> it's hard to be like Jesus. It's hard, but it's good. And the more I push through, the more I become and know Jesus. Amen? I remember bathing this 18-year-old Russian orphan who was deformed, and he couldn't wash himself, and they would, could you bathe this orphan? And I remember bathing this orphan, and I asked, how old is he? And he was like, he's 18. And I just, I almost dropped the kid. I almost dropped him in my arms, because he was so small, and I was 18. Man, that's when I experienced so many feelings came in my mind and I got to know Jesus a little bit more from that experience. You know, someone recently that I had to put a restraining order on who threatened me and my family. They, they reached out to me after the restraining order was up and said, bro, I have stage four cancer. Is there any way you could help me and give to this fund that I'm having? And I'd like to say I'm so sorry for all the ways I've hurt you. I was so uncomfortable. I was so just, I didn't know what to do. 
I felt paralyzed. I felt scared. I felt Jesus was telling me to, to do something. And then my logic and my fear was telling me to do something else. And I, I've gotten a lot of advice and, and I'm praying about it, but I'm trying to be like Jesus with him. Amen. And that's how you get to know Jesus. Yeah. By just showing up and being in those situations. And being like Jesus. You know, I've been rejected so many times. I've gotten texts that say, don't ever call me ever again. After I put hours into these people's lives. I don't want this. I don't want to study the Bible and I don't want to talk to you. After people have gotten baptized and given me hugs and said, you're my best friend. But there's no other time that I'm more like Jesus than in those moments. Isn't it crazy that when the disciples got whipped, they rejoiced? Isn't that just weird? I don't know about you, but that's weird. But, you know, I think they understood this even before Paul said it. They also had the same ambition as Paul, but never said it out loud so clearly in Scripture like Paul did. I want to know Christ. They said, we rejoice because we have participated in the same sufferings as Jesus Christ. Help me, Lord, to say, be able to say, when I get whipped, my first inclination is to fist up. And someone's getting hurt. But they rejoiced. Church, I want you to think about this ambition. And it's scary to be like Jesus. It's wonderful to be like Jesus. He says, if you do these things, you'll be blessed. And every time I act like Jesus, I'm blessed. Amen? Amen. Well, there it is, man. We could go home. But we promise the power of the resurrection. He says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. And we're in Philippians 3 right now. And I just want to read the full verse. So you understand what Paul's saying. Philippians 3. Verse 10. I want to know Christ. Yes. To know the power of his resurrection. And. Participation in his sufferings. Becoming like him in his death. What, Paul? I don't want to be like Jesus in his death. What does that mean? It means crucifixion. I wonder if Paul, when he was getting beheaded, was upset. I mean, he says he wants to be like him in his death. He was like, wait a second. I wanted to be like him in his death. Can you crucify me? I wonder. Peter got to do it upside down. What about me? I don't know what he said. I know Paul was not somebody who purposely tried to suffer. But I wonder if in the back of his mind he thought that. I'm not going to be like him. Because I am getting a quick, easy death. Because I'm a Roman citizen. And so somehow... Obtaining to the resurrection from the dead. I love that Paul still has like 
Somehow. You know, like, he's not like 100% like, this is definitely going to happen. I mean, he is 100%, but he's kind of baffled by the fact that he's going to raise from the dead. It encouraged me that even Paul had probably some doubts. Probably like, how could this even happen? We've never seen resurrection. And so if we're all going to be honest with ourselves, it's crazy that we're going to rise from the dead. It's crazy that inside of us, we have the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead in us when we receive it at baptism. And we are going to live forever. Somehow we're going to obtain the resurrection. What an incredible thing. And I think Paul did it justice. I'm so glad he said somehow. Because he doesn't even know. It's a mystery how we're going to raise. How are we connected to the resurrection? We're going to go through a couple scriptures and I'm going to go through them quick. But it's still a mystery. And it's still a wonderful mystery. But we know it's true because Jesus, our Lord, rose from the dead. We know it's true. And Paul knew it was true. And by the way, many people have risen from the dead before. Amen? So it's not like something can't... And God made us from the dust, so that's like nothing to him. But it's still powerful. Are you tapping into the power of the resurrection in your walk with God? No. And that's why I'm presenting it to you. Because I'm encouraged... That there's more to grow in. You know, when Stefan says, hey, you've grown. The powerful spirit inside of him is making him grow. And he doesn't have to think about it like, oh, was I so bad? I know it's a joke, but the truth is, yes. (laughs) We're all so bad. And then somehow God makes us grow. How does he do that? How do we mature in Christ? The power of the resurrection. Amen? Amen? Look at this. Look at here. Look at here. The, what's some of the power of the resurrection? And who through the spirit of the holiness was appointed the son of God in the power by the resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ, our Lord. You know, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Think about that. The reason why we can believe Jesus is the son of God isn't because of his wonderful words, isn't just because of the prophecies, isn't just because the apostle said he's the son of God, it's because he rose from the dead. That was the period, son of God, end of chapter, that's it. Take it to the bank, amen? Another one, how do we, okay, so we go into water, and then we get saved. Does anyone think that's crazy? Does anyone think, what? I go into water and I kind of change a couple things and really try to make Jesus my Lord, which makes probably, I'm just acknowledging what's true. Jesus is Lord. And everyone claps. And we should clap. Amen. But what is that? He is already master. I'm just confessing what's true. And I get a clap. That's nice. But what? So I say, Jesus is Lord, who he's already Lord. He made me, so I owe him everything. So why shouldn't I give him everything back? And I go into water. And somehow, I'm a new creation. You ever think to yourself, what? (laughs) Well, we know it's true because the Bible says it's true. But what happens at baptism, amen? 
We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Mm-hmm. We're connected with Jesus. Yeah. Not when we say a prayer. Right. Not when we change our life and start getting good again. It's when we are baptized. Yeah. We die like Jesus died. Mm-hmm. We are buried like Jesus was buried. And then we rise again. Yeah. Yeah. Why is baptism save you because of the power of the resurrection. That's what First Peter says. We always focus on this and we're like, hey man, don't you know that baptism saves you? Baptism saves you? Baptism saves you? We focus on that and that's a good thing to focus on. People don't believe that baptism saves you. It says it right there. Baptism that now saves you also. Just for the record. It just says it right there. But... <laughs> But I think sometimes we don't look at the end of the passage. Yeah. Yeah. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience toward God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The power of the resurrection. One of the powers of the resurrection, it makes Jesus the Son of God, period. Secondly, it makes you saved when you go in that dirty water. Yeah. That's the power of the resurrection. How am I going in the water and come back up and save? Because the power of the resurrection. It's pretty awesome. You know, think about this. When Jesus rose again, people in the tombs came out and raised to life again. Talk about the power of the resurrection right there. It says the earth shook, the rocks split, and tombs broken. The bodies of many old people who died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs like Thriller. And they were like, <laughs> after Jesus' resurrection, it went into the Holy Spirit and appeared to many people. Would that freak you out? That would freak me out. That would freak me out. Wait, I was at your celebration of life. What are you talking about? Well, I'm back. What happened? What's been going on? <laughs> wow. So doesn't that give us faith that if if, if as an earthly, you know, body, he rose, how much more is he going to rise us? Yeah. That's going to be freaky. Both righteous and unrighteous are going to raise up. Yeah. All at once. You thought, my, my son doesn't like crowds. Doesn't like crowds. My wife doesn't like crowds either. I'm sorry. There's going to be a crowd <laughs> of resurrected people. Amen. You know? And they're all going to meet God. Pretty awesome. Well, maybe God will help the people that don't like crowds. They'll go to a VIP line. I'd be like, man, I, hate, I wish I hated crowds too. You know? The, this power lives in you, church. This resurrection power lives in you. The same, you know what? I've risen people from the dead through Jesus Christ. Because of my resurrection, my baptism, I can now help other people become holy people that raise up from the tomb. Pretty awesome. And if the, power, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. There's a power in you, guys. This will awaken me. I was like, wait, wait what? So don't you feel like sometimes not powerful? Yeah. That's Satan talking to you. Yeah. 
That's your fallen self talking to you. You have a power that rose Jesus from the dead. That's right. You know? I'm the resurrection life. The one who believes me will live even though they die. Pretty awesome power right there. He who was delivered over to death from our sins was raised to life for our justification. So we are justified because of the resurrection. We are... The death forgives us of our sins, but the justification comes from the resurrection. This is the passage I want us to think about, and I want you to meditate on it this week. Ephesians 1, 18 through 20. And I want to pray this for you, and I want you to pray this for me. Amen? Amen. I pray the eyes of the heart may be enlightened, in order that you may know the hope to which he was called you, the riches of the glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Incomparably great power is at our disposal, church. Sometimes I'm not feeling like I have a lot of power. Oh, I need more resources. I need more help. God's like, no, you don't. You got all you need right in here. You're not going to lose it, amen? Because I would totally lose the Holy Spirit if it wasn't inside me. I'd be like, where'd it go? You know what I mean? Like, I need the Holy Spirit to just stay in me. I lose everything. I lost that can. I would have lost the Holy Spirit. I'm so grateful that the Holy Spirit is not leaving me. I pray today, don't leave me, Holy Spirit, ever. Keep that power inside me because I need you because I am bad. And I need to be matured. And I need to have power. This means any incomparably great power. Put incomparably great power and put your worst character weakness beside it. And tell me what you're thinking. I'm thinking, I can change that through Jesus. Man, I'm sharp with people. I'm angry with people. I can be lustful. I can do this. I can be that. I can be sloppy. I can be this. I can be that. I'm negligent. I'm this. I'm that. Not anymore. Stop labeling yourself. Stop saying this is the type of person you are because this is not the type of person you are. You are Christ inside of you, resurrected. When you think about a resurrection, what do you think? Power. You know? Lazarus, come out! You know? This is what he's doing. He's calling your name and he's saying, come out. When you were baptized. And then he's still saying, come out of him, lust. Come out of him. Get out of here. Come out of him. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. And seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realm. I'm glad he just kept keeping that. He didn't just rise from the dead. He seated him at the right hand of God Almighty. Church. Do you realize the power you have? Well, I'm weak. But God is strong. Well, I'm lustful. But God is pure. Well, I'm this. Well, God is that. Well, I'm this. God is that. See, you have someone inside of you that's greater 
than anything else in the entire world. Amen. We watched Shazam, the movie. <laughs> it was really fun to watch. We had Josh, we had Noah, we had Manny, we went to New York, we had fun. We saw Shazam. I don't suggest going see the Shazam with the 3D because they just charge you more money. But that was the only movie that was there, so we did it. We saw Shazam, and the whole thing about Shazam is that he says Shazam, and boom, he becomes the full potential of who he is. He's this big, muscular guy, but he used to be this 14-year-old child. And he says Shazam, and he just comes out, and when he says Shazam again, he can be a little kid. Who's seen the movie, anyone? Nobody. Good for you. But it made me think about us when we say Jesus, we become our full potential. That's your name, that's who's inside of you. If you're feeling doubtful about changing anything, you're feeling doubtful about family members becoming Christians, you're feeling doubtful about things that you don't think can happen. Financial struggles. How is this going to happen? How is that going to happen? Jesus. You know, we sing Jesus is going to fix it. Do we believe that? I confess I don't sometimes. I'm just lip syncing like Millie Vanilli. (laughs) You know, is he? Church, I think it's amazing. I wanted to just end with two-minute video of Katie. And I hate to do this to you, but we're gonna. Because she shared a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, she was standing up here strong. And she's believed God was healing her. And God was healing her. But then God wanted her. And she, he, I think he knew that I need her here She'll do more here than on earth. And I love her so much, I can't, I can't wait any longer. You know like Enoch? Enoch was taken from this life. What about his family? Where's Enoch? I don't know. Imagine that missing person. Where's Enoch? Somehow, somehow they found out God took him away. God does that to people. It sometimes just takes them away. But we remember Enoch, don't we? Someone who walked with God. And I love what Katie shares here. And it's prophetic. What she says in these two minutes. She shared for like eight, ten minutes. But these last two minutes were so powerful. And I want to play them for you now. And then we'll say a prayer. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart or believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. And one more, um, maybe two. <laughs> if you 
Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. This is the last one. Psalm 103.15. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that the youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. Thank you. Let's just say the um, short gift prayer, not just for myself, but for everybody that needs it. You would receive faith. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, our Savior, King of Kings, we exalt you. Thank you, Lord, for your many blessings. And forgive us our sins. And repent of all sins. We rebuke the spirit of infirmity. You have no dominion here. Thank you for your blessings, Lord. Thank you for this lovely church. And bless everyone here that we may receive you and be baptized in the Holy Spirit so that we may share with others and exalt you. Thank you very much. Lord, amen. Yeah. And I'd just like to say a special thank you for... Um, She's always saying thank you. Well, let's say a prayer. It's awesome what she said, the faith she had, right? The faith she had to ask whatever we want in prayer. And I believe God answered her prayer. How much more of a rebuke to the spirit of infirmity is it when you're in paradise? That's a pretty big rebuke. And it, it occurred. Let's pray. Father, we, we pray. We all pray just like Paul prayed. God, help us to know Christ. God, on this Easter, let us make a decision that, yes, we know Christ. But no, we don't. And God, we really need to dig deeper. Help us to dig deeper. Not just in our Bible study, although that's the start of it all. But in our life, God, to say, sign me up to walk like Jesus. God, I pray also just that we can know the power of your resurrection, Lord. Lord, help us to re remember who is inside of us. Amen. Help us remember. That's a silly movie, Shazam. But God, it's so true that when we say Jesus, we become our full potential. God, help us to see really how powerful you are in us. God, help us to realize that any character thing we have can be overcome, God. That any sin can be overcome, Lord. That any person that, that is struggling with something, we think, how are we going to help this person, Lord? We know that we have a power greater than all. God, if we think, how are we going to evangelize Maine? Help us remember the incomparably great power that is at our disposal. God, when we think about 
Jesus raising from the dead, there's nothing we can't do. Help us to know the power of your resurrection. Enlighten us, God. Lord, it's a humble prayer. I know there's no sermon that can teach this. Life and your Holy Spirit are the only ones that can teach us this, Lord. Help us to be great learners. Thank you for Easter. Thank you for rising from the dead that I get to go in water and be saved because of the resurrection, Lord. Help many, all those in this room, continue to follow Christ or make a decision to get that power in them, Lord, at their baptism as soon as possible. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Yeah.